Greetings. I'm Noel Deer. Welcome to today's Daily Devotion. I hope these next few minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's Word and abide with Christ. Our focus today is James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. And as we wrap up this fourth chapter of James, we're going to focus today on some practical aspects for how to live our lives fully trusting the Lord. Let's begin with verse 13. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Now, it's talking about people who are just going through the regular course of life and they're making plans and they're assuming outcomes, but they're doing all of those things without giving any thoughts to God's wishes, to God's will, to God's sovereign control over what happens in this life. And he says, that's wrong. He condemns that here. One of the phrases that people have begun to use today to refer to this kind of attitude is the phrase Christian atheism. Have you ever heard that phrase before? Christian atheism. So a Christian atheist is someone who says he believes God, yet he lives his life every day as if God were not really a factor in life. He lives life every day as if he were 100% in control of life. Christian atheism. He says he believes God, but he acts like he lives like there is no God. And that's the kind of attitude that we see referenced here in verse 13. Now, he'll take this one step further in the next verse. Verse 14, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be, for you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Now, here he gives us the reason that our godless, prideful planning is so unwise. He says, we don't know what tomorrow will bring, and we don't. We don't know how our situation may change between now and tomorrow. We don't know what new opportunities God may give us tomorrow to serve him or to uh, be a blessing to his people. We don't know what the Lord may want us to do tomorrow that we can't even conceive of today. We live like the most important mission of life is our own personal agenda, our own personal goals, and our own personal schedule. And he says that's foolishness. Now, he says here at the end of the verse, just to put an exclamation on that, he says that our life is like a vapor. Uh, A vapor is uh, something, a breath, uh, perhaps, is something that, uh, well, it's here now and it's gone. It just has such a short lifespan, so to speak. And the Bible makes this kind of um, reference. It, it it speaks of the, the brevity of life uh, over and over and over. Uh, in fact, one of the verses that uh, comes to mind for me is Psalm 39, 5. Uh, when David is praying and he says to the Lord, you have made my life just inches long. And my lifespan is as nothing to you. Yes, every human being stands as only a vapor. You know, in the end, there are only two things that are going to remain, the word of God and the souls of men. Yet we live as if our career pursuits, our business pursuits, or some other pursuits in life, we live as if those are the things that ultimately matter and that those pursuits will last forever. But here he says, no, they won't. We don't know what tomorrow holds, and our life is only a vapor. 
Now, he's not condemning the act of planning here. Jesus, in fact, commands us to plan. He says to count the cost. But he's saying that to plan uh, with a proper understanding, we should remember as we plan that we belong to the Lord that God's plans trump our plans, that only God knows the challenges and the opportunities that are ahead of us. And only God knows which activities in our lives are going to turn out to be consequential and valuable and which activities are going to turn out to be insignificant. So we should plan knowing that God is sovereign and our greatest desire is to honor God and walk with him every step of the way. Look at verse 15. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Uh, We should make plans 100% contingent upon the Lord's will. We should leave room for the fact that we will know more about the Lord's will tomorrow than we know today. And if what we know tomorrow changes our plans, then it changes our plans. Now, notice he says here in verse 15 that we should say this. Look at it again. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills. Uh, We, uh, as he said, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Now, I don't think that means that we have to say it aloud every single time. Uh, I, I don't say to my wife, I'm going to the grocery store to get some ketchup, if the Lord wills. Uh, But I I do think that saying it occasionally really helps us to remember. It helps us to keep this at the forefront of our minds. And so I think we should say it often. In fact, I searched through scripture this morning to see if I could find some examples of people in the Bible who said this. And I did find several. I'll read some to you. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 4.19, but I will come to you soon if the Lord wills. He said it. Uh, He also said it in 1 Corinthians 16, 7. I don't want to see you now just in passing, since I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord wills. And then in Romans chapter 1, verse 10, always asking in my prayers that if it is somehow in God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. It, it, it appears that the Apostle Paul was very careful to say the words that James here says we should say, if it is the Lord's will. Our plan should always include that contingency. Look at verse 16. He says, but as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. When we make plans with a certainty that we know and we can manipulate the future, we in a functional sense, have denied God. I'm not in control of the future. Only God is in control of the future. And I should make plans knowing and believing and embracing that. And then verse 17, so it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. Now, this is a familiar verse, and it means what it seems like it means. There are sins of commission. That means uh, there are some prohibitions clearly stated in scripture, do not do this and do not do that. And if I break one of those commands, that is a sin of commission. But then there are sins of omission. That means 
not that I have failed to do something or I have done something that God has prohibited, but I have failed to do something that God wants me to do, a sin of omission, and that's just as serious. But I want to connect this with the verses above. Living the Christian life is not merely about just honoring some prohibitions. It's about fully embracing the Lordship of Christ every day and looking for positive things that we can do to honor his will. I want to make sure today I do everything I can to honor the Lord and to follow his will in my life. Friends, thanks for watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe button. That really helps us get out the word. Uh, On your favorite podcasting app, search for Pastor Noel's Daily Devotions. Further info at noeldeer.com. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor to abide in Christ.